Hey, what is up, guys? This is Aaron with Strength Mentality, and today we're going to be talking about a few different things. So today we're going to actually be talking about conjugate periodization, when to apply it. So when should you apply conjugate periodization? I believe you should apply conjugate periodization whenever you start getting close to needing to peak. Maybe you have six weeks before you're going to be doing something like a powerlifting competition. Maybe you only got six weeks before you need to be the summer. Maybe it's six weeks before you have the NFL combine. I don't care. Conjugate periodization is the best way to peak as soon as you possibly can. And the thing is with linear periodization, you're going through different adaptations over time, maybe strength, hypertrophy, sarcoplasmic, hypertrophy, then you're going into a hit cycle. Maybe you need to start focusing on your cardiovascular shape. There's a couple different ways, but with conjugate periodization, conjugate literally just means that you're going to be combining a couple different adaptations within a training cycle. So the most popular definition of conjugate periodization especially within the powerlifting community, is taking, maybe you're taking strength, hypertrophy, and then a power day, so you work on bar speed, all within maybe the same week or the same two weeks, kind of these mini cycles. And so what you're gonna be doing is you're gonna be training a couple different adaptations. Now, typically with conjugate programming, you wanna focus in on one adaptation at a time while also still focusing on the other things. Um, conjugate periodization I find to be most useful for is whenever we want to focus in on strength, but we're not necessarily want to lose all your gains. So one of the easier ways to do it is maybe we have two strength days during the week, but one of those days, maybe on Wednesday, maybe the strength days are Monday and Friday, maybe on Wednesday, we actually have a hypertrophy day where we continue to push the volume up. We can still be working on your lactate thresholds. Uh, we can still be maintaining as much muscle as possible while also gaining strength. Now, conjugate periodization I typically use on more advanced clients and more clients that are trying to be get close to their MRVs, so their max recoverable volume. Basically, they're trying to get to their maximum potential as soon as possible. You know, a lot of Olympic athletes are going to be needing to train this way because you only have this short window. Um, NFL players train this way as well, especially in like, let's say in high school. Um, a lot of high school coaches will end up putting through linear periodization schemes, but all those high school athletes need to peak as soon as possible. Um, not necessarily the freshman year, but when they're junior and senior years, they need to be peaking as hard as possible. They need to be as strong as fast as they possibly can if they're trying to make it to the collegiate level. And so you will see a lot of different kids whenever they actually go to maybe more of a strength coach and not necessarily just a football coach, you know, a high school football coach that necessarily have a crazy ton of background unless you're at a higher end school. You know, there's a lot of like um, smaller schools that don't necessarily have the best strength coaches. And that's where you end up seeing kids getting hurt a lot of the times or doing all these crazy things. They focus on making you mentally tough with intensity rather than proper periodization. And that does have its place in sports. But kind of get back to when you should apply conjugate periodization. Let's say that you are wanting to be the strongest, the most jacked you can be in six weeks. Okay. And maybe you're wanting to be at a powerlifting meet and you want to be as strong as jacked as possible. Maybe you want to just look great at the powerlifting meet. What you need to do is focus more on the strength aspect of it all. You need to be focusing on more strength days, working in that, you know, three to four rep range. And especially as you get closer to the meet and you start actually practicing the one to two rep range because it's actually a skill rather than complete strength because you actually need to be able to be able to even max out because you might have the strength, but if you don't know how to max out, you can end up getting yourself hurt. So it's a skill you need to practice. And so let's take like a three week cycle. You know, maybe we start out six to eight reps for strength and then we move it down to three to four reps. And then the last week we go to one to two reps and then you're peaked for the meet. 
as strong as you can be. You've worked towards that skill set. You've actually getting a little bit closer. So, but if you want to be as jacked as possible, you probably need to be doing some hypertrophy work. And there's a ton of different ways to do this, but just for simplicity means you can throw in like a hypertrophy day. We're going to be working the eight to 12 rep ranges. And I typically tell people, choose a couple body parts that maybe you want to have looking the best. Maybe you want your chest to be looking the best and your shoulders. So maybe we need to focus most of our time on the chest and shoulders on that hypertrophy day and not necessarily have this full body workout because you can be in the gym for two hours trying to get enough volume in. So choose a couple of different body parts that you want to have peaked. And another way with powerlifters is let's say that your back's your weak point and you need to have it bigger. And maybe you're not peaking in six weeks, but you want to use a conjugate style periodization. What we can do is obviously having you practicing the skill of deadlift, bench, squat, you know, at least two to three times a week. And then also having a couple days in between where we're actually just putting a lot of volume on your back, a lot of volume on your back to bring your back up. And next cycle, maybe we switch it different to a different body part. Maybe your chest is your lagging body part, and we start putting a little bit more volume towards there. And this all goes back to how much time you actually have to train. What is your maximal recoverable volume? You know, because if your MRV is pretty low right now, maybe you're new, pretty new to all this, um, I'm not going to be able to push you that far. You're going to end up having CNS fatigue. You're not going to be able to push as hard on the main days that I need you to push as hard on. So typically what I do is with a newbie is, going through strength, hypertrophy, sarcoplasmic, going through that cycle a couple different times, trying to fix imbalances and stuff before we actually even get into powerlifting, maybe before we even get into like an actual powerlifting programming to actually get you as strong and peaked as possible. You need to focus on your actual imbalances and people don't take time to do that. So if you want to do this properly, you need to take time, go through a couple different cycles, actually learn how to properly perform the lifts actually fix a couple different things. You know, one of the easiest ways to tell if you have imbalances is by doing an overhead squat. So simply if you're doing an overhead squat and the bar comes too far forward, you probably have a tight chest and you need to work on chest flexibility. If your heels are coming off the ground, then you need to work on your ankle flexibility. And so that's one of the key things that you can tell. And that's the first thing I actually use in all my assessments at Gold's Gym is I'll put them through a squat test like that and I can automatically tell you have tight ankles, you have this or that that you need to work on. And that's the best way to tell flexibility. Now, whenever I want to start seeing strength imbalances, I'll literally just have them load up the bar, not necessarily going close to their max, but I'll just slowly increase weight and see how far they can go without having a form breakdown. I'm not trying to take them to fall. I'm not trying to take them to actual pure failure. I'm trying to take them to uh, form failure. I don't want to have, I want to be right before their form starts to break down because if their form breaks down and I take them to failure, they're going to end up straining their back. They're going to end up having other problems. So the key thing is here with conjugate programming, you need to choose something to focus on, but then also choose the secondary goals of your program. Choose a primary goal and then have secondary goals. And that could even be flexibility. You can have these days, maybe on Tuesdays and Thursdays, where you just want to go into the gym for 30 minutes and work on your flexibility, you know, do downward dog, upward dog, all different kinds of different techniques that you can actually improve. And especially if you have ankle flexibility problems, you probably need to go into the gym, you know, 15 minutes before your workouts and even prime the body to be able to get in the right positions. Because if your ankles are not loose enough, they're not actually flexible enough to get in the right position, you're never going to be deep enough to get to a squat, especially at the competition level. Now, maybe you're not a power lifter and you're just trying to focus in on looking good for the beach. You want to be focusing on that hypertrophy rep ranges while also maybe on Wednesdays you want to maintain strength. Have a strength day. Actually go into that six to eight rep range. 
I love the six to eight rep range for people that are just trying to look good, but also be strong because it allows them to kind of be in that sweet spot. They're working on strength at the same time. They're also having enough volume to actually cause a little bit of muscle growth. Um, but those are the main things. Just choose the primary goal, choose the secondary goal, have a couple more days of the week, of the primary goal, and then the secondary goal come in once or twice a week and focus in on that. Choose the body parts that you want to grow. Choose the different adaptation. It could even be cardio. It could be that you're wanting to work on your aerobic capacity. Maybe on Tuesdays and Thursdays, you go for a mile run. Maybe you do a couple hit style workouts throughout the week, but you don't want to be pushing your body too hard on those hit style workouts, especially with strength. So there's a lot of different variables that go into programming, but the only way you're going to get good at it is by practice. Just like anything else, how do people become a best three-point shooter in the league? They shot a lot of freaking threes. So just continue to practice. Honestly, the best way for you to get practice in is going and getting your PT certification and becoming a personal trainer. If this is your absolute passion, then you need to become a personal trainer just for a year or so and learn how to program for other people because it'll make you a better programmer for yourself. I've become taken just so many strides over the past couple years training and working with people online, in person, everywhere I can. And my programming skills for myself have gone up. I've been able to hit new strength gains. I've been able to get to certain levels I've never been able to hit before. Um, it's just so much easier. And then also at the same time, if you're a personal trainer, you don't want to be fat. You don't want to be weak. You need to be the physical representation of what your clients can get to. So maybe if you really want to take this to the next level, maybe you should think about becoming a personal trainer for a little while. Maybe not full time. Maybe just work a couple of your friends out of the week, but make sure that you're CPR and PT certified. Um, I, I'm certified through NCSF. I'm a certified strength coach and personal trainer and about to be a sports nutritionist as well. I mean, these certs don't necessarily mean a whole lot, but they do know it. They do mean that you know enough. They know that it means that you know enough to actually apply these to clients in a safe range. But they also expect you to go above and beyond and actually take in more information outside of it. Um, I've learned most of my skills and most of my things just simply from YouTube, listen to PhDs, um, trying to go in and find as much research as possible, experimenting on myself. It's a long process. So if you want to continue to learn about conjugate periodization, one of the best pages I've ever seen is Masthetics. They put it into simplistic means and they even go into more of a West side style of it. They'll have like a max effort day with the weak body parts. So maybe their triceps are the part that actually give out on the bench press where you're trying to finish. They'll actually have max effort days with maybe close grip bench press, floor presses, something like that to continue to strengthen up their triceps. But then they'll have a dynamic day later on in the week where they actually go back to their normal competition stance and work on the power and acceleration of the movement. But what that allows is if you're going in there just simply for power and the speed of the bar, you're not necessarily overworking your CNS, you're working on technique. It allows you to hit different ranges of motion because the weight on the bar is a little bit lower. So maybe you can work on your ranges of motion. You strengthen up your weak spots. And then maybe later on, you start cycling back through and go back into a max effort with your actual competition stances, competition grips and stuff like that. You might actually be a lot stronger than you were before. So there's a thousand different ways to periodize. But with a conjugate style of periodization, what I'll do is I'll actually take conjugate and put it through a linear style of periodization. Um, I know that sounds kind of crazy, but you can combine the two. So maybe for three weeks, you're focusing in on strength while having one hypertrophy day. And then you go into a hypertrophy cycle where you're focusing in on more on hypertrophy and still having a strength day in there. And then maybe at the end, you still have a strength day in there, but you're also focusing on the fact that you're wanting to go in there and get a crazy pump, be able to make the mind-muscle connection, trying to get as much volume as you can and probably explode up while also maintaining that strength adaptation. 
And that's the one bad thing about linear periodization is that you can lose adaptations over time. But one of the things that's really good about it, if you do it right, is that eventually you can get back up to your old shrink, but past that, especially if you go into a really high loads of volume, because you'll have that rebound effect that you'll hear a lot of powerlifters talking about. But I've kind of gone into a rant. I usually do these podcasts, just shoot and start talking. But simplistically, take it conjugate programming, choose a primary goal, choose a secondary goal, um, figure out your time frame. If you got 12 weeks, do something like that, where maybe in 12 weeks you need to look as best as you can, but you also want to be getting stronger throughout. Start with strength, go into hypertrophy, then go into sarcoplasmic hypertrophy, while also having those strength days mixed in between. And what's going to happen is you're going to maintain strength throughout the cycle as much as you can, while also gaining mass in the right direction. You're going to peak for that event while maintaining strength. So a lot of bodybuilders kind of neglect this. That's one thing. They just end up trying to blast themselves with volume. But if you're stronger, it's going to be a lot easier to put more volume onto lagging muscle parts anywhere that you need to grow. They specifically focus in on their back, trying to trim up their waist and having a bigger chest and shoulders. So they want to have that V taper look, especially in the physique world. But either way, this is Aaron with uh, Strength Mentality. Leave me some comments down below. Let me know what you think. Um, subscribe if you're enjoying these podcasts and thank you guys for listening in and I'll be catching up with you guys. I'm trying to record one of these a day. So just like a 10 minute clip of just kind of my thoughts and trying to give a very simplistic way of how to do things. Cause I feel like a lot of these other podcasts just get out into the weeds of the science and stuff. And I'm trying to show you guys how to apply this. So thank you guys. And I'll see you guys next time.